This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Are you in a respirator, Chris? Oh, our listeners are going to freak out this week. Ah. Okay, I timed it perfectly. Tell our listeners what you're doing. Well, all the smoke that we've had from the forest fires have really aggravated my sensitive lungs, which uh, are now 18 months, three weeks, and two days, and three hours as a non-smoker. Unfortunately, all these forest fires that we've been having has um, inflamed my brachy in my lungs, so I'm doing these albuterol steroid nebulizer which is like cold steam that you inhale in and out and i tried to time it so that my session ended just before i got on the show so i could talk and not sound like wheezy chris yeah i'm glad that we're giving up on describing me as being this that, or the other thing but i didn't want to be wheezy chris today so anyway my doctors put me on these nebulizer treatments other than being a little wheezy and short of breath, I'm, I'm doing good. How about you, Gene? You uh, you a baked fish down there yet? Well, I'm getting very close. It got yeah. to over 120 degrees Ouch. about a week ago. And well, even with the air conditioner on full steam, we couldn't get it down below 85, which is fairly good. But in this yeah. kind of place where you have really, really bad insulation, this is not a luxurious state, folks. Well, you're lucky. I was at 111, and I couldn't get it down in the main part of the house below 90. And so I had to barricade myself into uh, my office and plug all the – put reflect text in the windows, plug the doors with, with a rug, a blanket, and have the AC going full blast. And I was able to keep it down around 80. Well, it's better it's than we brutal. could do, but you're living in a place where the temperature routinely is 10 to 20 degrees lower. But those who say – after record-breaking temperatures that can't be global warming because some U.S. senator brought an ice cube to the floor of the Senate. I think it's <laughs> got to be wacky, the wackiest <laughs> thing in the world. Well, all I, all I know is it was a 111 degrees and a half on Tuesday here. And I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes on my thermometer. And just down the road in Cottonwood, it was 117 we're not used to that. I mean, it, it gets, you know, we do about a week and a half, two weeks over in triple digits. But this year, it's just been brutal. I mean, it was made contact in the desert look balmy. Yeah, that would be contact in the winter. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. It was, what, 130, I think, something in Death Valley that day. Tuesday was just brutal. Oh, my God. Four days ago, whatever, three days ago. So the name of the book that 
Stanton Friedman and Kathleen Martin wrote was science was wrong. And it claimed that global warming was one of those things where science was wrong. Well, I have nothing to say about that. That's it. I want to tell you about a couple of things we've been doing. This week, I spend a lot of time trying to resurrect the Paracast store. Now, that's where we're selling swag, you know, T-shirts and jackets with our logo. And the place that we were dealing with stopped providing that service without notifying us. So one day, I see we're not getting any orders after a while. Let's go on. Let me see what's going on with the service. So I log in, check our store, no longer comes up. So well, it's any- Cafe Press, right? Well, it was Printfection. Oh. And Printfection evidently has given up the retail store feature that competed with Cafe Press. So we went back to Cafe Press as of yesterday, and I took Red Pill Junkie's logo. After he gave you a diet, he was very kind, he gave you a diet, came out with a new version of the picture, and we have a version that perfectly fits the size of a T-shirt. So we've got T-shirts and jackets and mugs and iPad covers, things like that. And to find out more about it, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com, the official Paracast store. It is marked beta because I'm not a graphic artist. I don't play one on TV. So I got all the merchandise in there and I got the descriptions and prices correct. And now hopefully we will have some forum volunteers who will get in there and clean it up, give it a shaven haircut, and suggest other merchandise. They have lots of different merchandise over there at Cafe Press. Now, I understand, I guess the prices aren't especially cheap for what we offer, but we only make maybe a few dollars per item. So the only way Chris and I will actually see anything from this is if we sold like a thousand items a month, which I don't expect to happen. But there it is. If you want to have a t-shirt with our new logo, Chris on a diet, he plays the guitar, learns a new skill. I become a rapper. <laughs> a new skill. I've been rapping on radio for years. I just haven't done it the traditional way. You go to store.theparacast.com, and that's where it is. Yeah. We also added some new features to Paracast Plus, and my dog sings Chopin, the introductory chapter of a book from Chris and Ray Stanford. We put that up at Paracast Plus. And then I went digging through the archives with the help of a listener who went back to 2010, starting the beginning of 2010, like February 28th. And we found a whole bunch of interesting episodes that should be ad-free, and we were able to improve the audio quality somewhat. And it goes back to Chris's first appearance as a co-host on the Paracast, March 21st, 2010. Remember that? Well, we remind you of that. Then we had Jim Mars and Frank Warren on March 7th, 2010, that episode is also now in Paracast Plus without the ads. And Jim Mars is scheduled for next week to return to the Paracast after six years. So it's a good time to have you listen to the original appearance. Ultimately, all the episodes from our second generation, 2010 through 2014, that haven't been put in Paracast Plus will be put there. But we're talking, oh, about... 250, 300 episodes. It's going to take a while. Well, hey, progress. We're making progress. So to learn more about the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. And Chris is working on this video that he made at 
conflict or catastrophe in the desert. <laughs> I like that catastrophe in the desert. There you go. And that's going to be up in a couple of weeks or so. Uh, I should be able to get it up sooner than that. At least that's what she said. Okay, that works. So that's going to be really interesting. And if you want to learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com. Plus.theparacast.com. We recently cut the rates for the five-year and lifetime subscriptions. You want to check it out. There we go. Today, we're not going to talk about UFOs. How about that? Unless our guest mentions it. We're not going to talk about breakaway civilizations. We're not going to talk about 9-11 conspiracies. We'll wait till next week for those. We're not going to talk about any of that stuff. And we've invited somebody with the perfect name for a writer, Robert Damon Schneck. Tell me that's not a perfect name for a writer. You know, better than Chris O'Brien or Gene Steinberg. Well, it's better than us, but uh, Schneck, yeah, I am, it, it kind of has a snap to it. Right. Well, he's got a book out here called The Bye-Bye Man and Other Strange But True Tales. Now, a fictional version of The Bye-Bye Man apparently is going to be a motion picture come December. Wow. Obviously a horror film. He should introduce me to his agent. Oh, yeah. I had a really good agent at one time who could place properties in Hollywood. But she kind of sort of retired about five or ten years ago. So I still have the property. I've got a treatment. You know, we've got Attack of the Rockoids, that sci-fi novel that Grayson, my son, and I wrote. We've got the treatment. We've got the series Bible. We've got all that stuff going. But that's of lesser importance. Today, it's the Bye-Bye Man. And we're going to say bye-bye to this segment that will feature Robert Damon Schneck with Gene and with Chris. You're in. Barricast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. 
888-888-4885 or go to selectquote.com. We shop, you save. Get full details in the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack, focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Chris and I and our guest, Robert Damon Schneck, were reminiscing about New Jersey, where he's staying right now. And we'll get into that in a moment, but I didn't realize until... I got on the air just a few moments ago that Robert was actually a guest on the Paracast during our second year. He was on there with Dennis Balfazer, who, of course, is the so-called truth seeker at Roswell. And he was bringing out a book called The President's Vampire. And what we hear now is, of course, that this is the revision of The President's Vampire. He is now the bye-bye man. So, Robert, before we go on, we were reminiscing about New Jersey because Chris lived in the New York area. I lived in New Jersey through 1993. And after the weather we've had in Arizona this past week, where it got to over 120 degrees in Mesa, I really wanted to be back there. Yes, I can understand that. It's actually been beautiful here. Green, humid. It's very nice. The humidity is not so much fun, but I feel jealous because my nephews are over in New Jersey. Oh, well, it's actually not a problem for me because I never leave air conditioning if I can help it. Yeah, out here, at least it's a dry heat. (laughs) That's And as Gary Shandling used to say, so is a blowtorch. Yeah, I was out yesterday. It was 106. 
and we had a 25 mile an hour wind. So it's like being in the world's largest hairdryer. I mean, it's like being in a blow dryer. And I mean, if God forbid you have to reach out of your car and adjust your side mirror, you'll, you'll burn your hand, literally. If you're traveling down, you know, the road uh, doing 50 or 60, you'll, you'll literally burn your hand. I think I, I think I would retreat to the mountains until it was over. I am in the mountains. I'm right oh. at the edge of them. <laughs> it was 111.5 here on Tuesday. Why do it's, people live there? This is unusual. I mean, right down the road in Cottonwood, it was 117, and that, that broke their all-time uh, highest temperature record. Why do we live here? I think we're kind of crazy. Part of it is that things had not gone so well for me in New Jersey and the business I was engaged in was changing, so I thought a fresh start would be good. How about living in a place where there is no winter? Of course, yeah, I didn't think about global warming and the kind of effects we'd have now. So maybe that wasn't such a good idea. But at the time, <laughs> it seemed, you know, this was cool. In the winter where everybody's freezing to death in New Jersey and there's snow and everything, and where U.S. senators can bring snowballs into Congress and say, there's no global warming because it snows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they can do that. I figured, well, we'll get away from winter, and that's fine. And to be practical, unless it's really hot, the air conditioning in this place we live in keeps up with it. But I'll tell you something. Our dog, Teddy Bear, has a really interesting way of handling this. So during the middle of the day, I'll take him out for an afternoon stroll. When it gets really hot, what he does is he looks around, walks into the shadow, gets tired of it, turns around, starts pulling back to the house. That's because Teddy Bear is no fool. (laughs) And he pants a lot. Right. Not that badly, but what he does do is he pulls me back into the house, and he's got, I don't know, an iron bladder or something. Never makes a mistake. If he has to hold it in, whatever he has to hold in, he just manages to do it. Well, imagine being a dog wearing a fur coat in 120-degree heat. He's a Bichon. So you understand we're talking about long, white hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, enough of that. Okay, the transition here. And I'm jealous of you because you sold a movie. Oh, oh, well, you know. Who's your agent? It had almost nothing to do with me, really. I did... uh, a lot of talk shows at that time. I was doing one radio show after another, and some people out in Hollywood heard me tell the story. And they called my editor the next day and asked if they could option it. And, you know, we were all for that. That was great. No one, no one believed it would ever actually happen. You know, I don't know much about the movie business, but I do know enough to know that the odds of any film actually being made are extraordinarily against it. So after a couple of years passed, someone finally told, it was actually about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, someone called me and they said, you know, your name is in Variety. And I said, why? And they told me that uh, Harvey Weinstein or one of the, uh, that his company had bought it and then STX had bought it. And when they mentioned Harvey Weinstein, then it suddenly became very real that this could actually happen. Now, we have to mention here, the road to Hollywood is paved with all sorts of landmines. So because you get a book optioned for a movie, 
doesn't mean the movie will ever get made. Maybe you'll no. make a little bit of money from the option, which gives them the rights. And yes, sometimes exactly. they'll buy up the rights because they don't want anybody else to buy up the rights. It's just a matter of getting control of the property eventually. But as you know, with a lot of movies, they go through all sorts of conniptions and all sorts of negotiations, all sorts of lunch meetings before anything ever gets done. And they can have, for example, movies even of popular properties, you know, like a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. When they did Superman Returns back in 2006, before then, they were trying to reboot Superman. Nicolas Cage was once attached to it. They had all sorts of crazy things going. And then after the movie did so-so, it disappeared until Man of Steel, like in 2012. Even making a major movie of a character, my God, it's Superman. This has got to be a hit. It goes through years and years of development and nothing happens. Oh, so, yeah. The other thing, uh, Robert, too, is you, you may, might not recognize the story. <laughs> I don't expect to. I don't expect to. I mean, the story had to be changed in order to make a, a coherent movie. Like a lot of paranormal or paranormal-looking things, the story that I tell in the book doesn't have a neat ending. It just kind of peters out. And obviously, that's not going to work for a film. I, I'm sure they streamlined it and simplified it. I really have no idea what they did to the film, though. Uh, well, what they did to the story uh, it, that they made into the film, I have, I've had nothing to do with it except for uh, getting the option checks, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's interesting that they extended the option. Most options only are two years, and, and they must have extended it a couple, three times. They did. They did. You know, uh, again, first they sent me the contract. If you've ever seen a Hollywood contract, the contract alone is worth seeing because it's funny. It, it's got to be 40 to 50 pages thick. It is. They, they have all of these little rules about things like they own this in every language throughout the universe. It actually says that. So therefore, because we now have water in the core of Pluto, and maybe creatures live on Pluto, somewhere in the center of the planet, (laughs) on Pluto, if they were intelligent, and they wanted to make the movie The Bye-Bye Man. In Plutonian. (laughs) In Plutonian, they'd have to go back and buy up the rights from the people who bought the rights from you. We've got Robert Damon Schneck for his second appearance on the Paracast in nine years. And we hope the next time will be a lot quicker. The book is The Bye-Bye Man, which is the president's vampire made into a movie. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. There's nothing more enticing and intoxicating than the finest meat cooking on an open flame. Freeze-dried meat from NewHarvest.com is U.S. grown, 100% all-natural with no extra fillers. Just grass-fed beef and free-range chicken guaranteed to stay fresh and delicious. Add New Harvest freeze-dried meats to your current food storage. You'll buy direct from the factory, not a third party, ensuring the best price and the highest quality. See all our products at NewHarvestFoods.com. That's N-U-HarvestFoods.com.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. one 800 591 1682. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Don't even ask me to explain what Chris just did. I, I just I just sit here I, and let things wash over me. <laughs> I think Chris has suffered from Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> no. 
since giving up smoking, he's had all sorts of crazy symptoms there. And this is, of course, you know, sorry about that. I almost coughed up a piece of lung. I, we've had very bad forest fires here, and I'm I'm suffering from um, aggravated lung brachy. <laughs> Chris, are you in California? No, I'm here in Arizona. I'm just I'm north of Gene, about uh, an hour. Oh, okay. So between the heat and the forest fires, things are really going well. Yeah, yeah. I gave up smoking 18 months ago, and uh, I'm very, very sensitive to um, to smoke. And I can't like be in casinos too long, or you know, if I'm around somebody smoking, I, I have to definitely move upwind. I'm just very, very sensitive to to smoke now. So wow. we had really bad fires here, and and. Uh, I mean, you could look at the sun and with no filters and stuff. It was so thick, and, and wow. my lungs really have not responded well to it. Let's talk about this book here. Now, The Bye-Bye Man is the same book, basically, the part that referred to yeah. the president's vampire. Yeah. Let's bring listeners up to date. Not everybody has heard episodes from 2007, but some have. Yeah. And some first come to listen to the PowerCast, and we know we have over 500 episodes, and they start listening. So who or what is the president's vampire. And some think the next president is a vampire, but that's another Uh story. (laughs) If a certain gentleman from Queens, New York is elected. But where did this legend or story begin? The story of the president's vampire or the bye-bye man? Let's try the president's vampire and then we go, I assume the book is basically the same though. Yes, it, it is. It is The President's Vampire was t- the title that I gave to a story that I originally found in one of Charles Fort's books. Now, Charles Fort, for people who don't know, was a journalist from Albany, New York, who collected strange stories and developed a whole philosophy around them. But one of the stories I found in uh, one of his books, I think it was The Book of the Damned, which was his first book, tells the story of a sailor who was on a fishing boat out from Boston, and people began to disappear on this boat. First one sailor vanished, then another sailor vanished, and when that happened, the captain ordered the ship searched. So they went through every bit of the ship, and way down deep in the hold, they found the dead body of one sailor, and the dead body of the other sailor and holding on to that dead body was a third sailor who was drinking that sailor's blood. The first one had been drained and he was in the process of draining the second. Well, he was taken back to Boston and put on trial, sentenced to be hanged, but had his sentence commuted by President Andrew Johnson, Lincoln's successor. So instead of being hanged, he was sent to prison for several years and then finally ended up in St. Elizabeth's Hospital, uh, which, was, which is a mental asylum down in Washington, D.C. So when I read this story, I thought to myself, wow, that's really interesting. This sounds like a good example of an early American serial killer. I'll look into it and I'll bet I'll have a really interesting story to tell. Well, I looked into it. I dug into this story possibly deeper than any story I've ever written since or before. And I discovered that the story that appeared in Fort's book is completely wrong. I mean, everything is wrong. It wasn't a fishing boat. It was a whaling ship. It wasn't in the Atlantic. It was in the Indian Ocean. There was a murder. But what happened was the ship's cook got into an argument with one of the sailors over the food, stabbed him with a knife, threw the knife overboard, and the the sailor died. 
he was put into chains and taken back to Boston, where he was tried and put into prison, had a sentence commuted, etc. Now, I couldn't believe what I finally found out with the story. I was actually able to locate the ship's log of the day that the murder happened. So in either the captain or the mate's handwriting is a description of the murder. And you're, you aren't going to do better than that when it comes to research. That's That was just like the Holy Grail. So then the question became, how did this story change? How did the newspapers somehow transform the kind of brawl that can happen on any Saturday night into this bizarre vampire story? Well, the name of the sailor was Brown, and the year that he that the story appeared about the murder on the ship and the vampire story, that a year that that appeared in the newspaper, was the same year that the story of Mercy Brown appeared. Now, Mercy Brown was a young woman who died in Rhode Island, and other members of her family started dying, and it the father became convinced that Mercy might be a vampire. So they dug up the bodies and they discovered that Mercy was the only one that wasn't decomposed. Well, even though she had died during the winter and didn't really have much of a chance to decompose, they were kind of desperate because his last child, his son, was dying. It was probably tuberculosis. So they took out some of Mercy's organs, burnt them, and gave them to him to drink as a kind of a cure. Now, that story appeared around the same time that the story of Brown the Sailor appeared, and the only explanation I can think of is that somehow, somewhere, they managed to combine the two stories and made it into a vampire story. Slow news day. (laughs) It's very possible. You know, newspapers at the time were were more than willing to uh, use their imagination when they had to get circulation up. But one possibility that I think is very interesting is that I can't prove it, but when this happened, this happened during the 1890s, and we know for a fact that Bram Stoker was collecting newspaper clippings that he would eventually use for the novel Dracula. And there is a section of Dracula where Dracula is traveling from Transylvania to England aboard a ship, and one by one the sailors disappear, and uh, Dracula is feeding on them, draining their blood. So again, I can't prove it, but I can't help wondering if the story of Brown the the sailor, the vampire sailor, might have influenced the story of Dracula. And of course, that that became uh, two of the the best sequences from the film. So we're talking here about this being the precursor to Dracula. It's possible. He might, have, he might have inspired some of the, the passages anyway, at least that chapter. Well, it wasn't Dracula. He was, he was actually transported in a, a big chunk of Transylvanian dirt, I think, right? And his yeah, coffin yeah. was buried in the dirt, or he was buried with Transylvanian dirt around him, or not buried, but, but transported in the coffin. Yes, along with a lot of other coffins. Uh, they, were going to be, they, were, they were going to be spread around England for when, when he got there. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I think that was the story. That but, almost sounds like the arrival of Dracula in London in the original movie from 1931 with Bela Lugosi. Yeah, yeah well, that, that comes from the book. And there's also a section of Nosferatu that tells the story of Count Orlok 
traveling in the ship to to England. Well, that's fascinating. You'd think uh, someone like Fort would have maybe tried to dig in a little deeper instead of just cut clipping out the the questionable news account and then kind of well, running with it. You, you know, Fort was. Uh, he, he had his own agenda. He wasn't really as interested in running down each story. He couldn't because he collected thousands and yeah. thousands of stories. He did make efforts. He would write to people and try to learn more. But it was difficult to do at the time. And it was, I think it was a secondary consideration to his main interest, which was that philosophy of super skepticism of everything is partly true and partly false and always changing. So it didn't really matter. It was kind of a cumulative effect of all of these bizarre stories. I mean, he tells one story about a talking dog that vanished in a puff of green mist. I don't think he really believed that happened, but he included it for, because it was, it was funny and it, it, it was amusing and it fit with the absurdity of a lot of what he wrote about. Let's have no more absurdity for this moment. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro 1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. 
Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We return to the absurdity, the possible precursor of Dracula, the bye-bye man, or, of course, President's Vampire, with Robert Damon Schneck making... His second appearance in the PowerCast. I don't know why we didn't have you on the show again earlier. Well, you know, I really should have come on after my last book came out. I have another book that called Mrs. Wakeman versus the Antichrist that anyone who enjoys the Bye Bye Man or the President's Vampire would definitely enjoy Mrs. Wakeman versus the Antichrist, which is another collection of bizarre tales from American history. Uh, it includes things like murderous cults, people that commit suicide by chopping off their own heads, a poltergeist, that uh, a town that was named after a poltergeist, lots of things. It's, it's a, a really nice collection of stories. Now, that sounds like fuel for a motion picture, too. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Almost everything I write could be the first 10 minutes of a horror movie that then switches to 25 years later. Right. It's, ju- it's just a lot of what I write is like that. How do you dig up this stuff? What got you interested in digging up this kind of stuff? Well, it's been a, a lifelong interest. I, I, ever since I was a child, my mom left a really dog-eared copy of Stranger Than Science on her night table. I still remember it. The cover was had come off and somebody had put it back on with a piece of black masking tape. I tore through that book and it 
fascinated me. That was the first time I'd heard of the abominable snowman and the Loch Ness monster and so many other things. And that put me on the, uh, the path. Following that came TV shows like In Search Of and The Night Stalker. I seem to have some innate tendency towards oddities. And I always have. Do you have a real day job? Nope. This is it. Well, you're just as bad off as we are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do uh, oddities pretty much 24-7. In fact, I've been uh, getting ready to write a proposal for a new book. And I have been spending whole days just going through old newspapers, looking for clippings, stories that have been forgotten or lost, or things that when I come across them, I, I just... I shake my head because I can't believe this story has been forgotten. In fact, one of the great pleasures of doing this is when you contact the local historical society and they've never heard of it. And then they get all excited. They start researching for you. So uh, I I love I love doing this. Yeah, it's really uh, again, we I guess we would be remiss if we didn't kind of uh, restate the obvious that this it's. Charles Fort, a hundred years later, literally. I mean, that's what Fort did. He spent his entire entire time in the New York Public Library, pouring through newspapers, magazines, looking for these types of things. So I'm sure uh, Fort was quite a an inspiration to you. He was, but I, I have to be honest that I came to his actual writings late in life. I would say the greatest influence that Fort had on me personally was that he inspired a lot of the writers that I read. Uh, after reading Stranger Than Science. That is to say, John Keel, because uh, if you remember a long time ago, the, the paranormal section of the library was put together with the computer section, which at the time consisted of one book, a book on how computers might be big someday. And in my library, there was that book, and there was the Mothman Prophecies. And I think there was a couple of Hans Holzer's ghost books. That was it. But I devoured the Mothman prophecies. Then when I found Bernard Heuvelman's On the Track of Strange Animals, that book became my, that was really a life-changing book for me. I I was utterly fascinated by that. And it led to Ivan Sanderson's book on uh, abominable snowmen around the world. An enormously, that was probably the first genuinely big book I ever read. And, and then that, of course, led to other books along the same lines. And I was fortunate also in that it was, it was the 1970s, so there were tons of really cheap paperbacks on everything from ghosts to witchcraft to the Bermuda Triangle to flying saucers. Forget, I mean, there was so much on flying saucers at the time. So I was kind of lucky in that, that what I was fascinated by was readily available and affordable. Now, we should mention here, that's how I got a lot of my UFO and paranormal books. I would go to the used book section or the remainder section at the Samuel I Weiser bookstore. <laughs> Is Samuel Weiser still in business? Yeah. Samuel Weiser still in, it's in Manhattan though. Yeah. Right, lower Manhattan. And I go there after school and I bought a lot of things. Now, Stranger Than Science, that was the late Frank Edwards. And I remember Frank Edwards, to show you how old I am, I was actually on TV with Frank Edwards. And we kind of became acquaintances. We were in regular touch and then he dies. He ups and dies. Not my fault. But one of the things here, 
that made Edwards unique is that he started to talk about UFOs and paranormal stuff on a national radio news show. Mm-hmm. And eventually, was, they fired him. Was, a, he bef- was he before Long John Neville? He didn't do an all-night show, but he basically did this kind of stuff in the early 50s, and I think Long John came somewhat later. Edwards mm-hmm. was on Long John's show from mm-hmm. time to time. I know that. So he is not the pioneer in paranormal radio, paranormal talk radio, because he was a newscaster and a commentator. Long John is the guy who created the format. I mean, they threw him out there. He was a guy who was doing auctions in New (laughs) Jersey and telling real great stories. And somebody at WOR in New York, listening to Long John in action, said, this guy would be good in radio. And the way he talked would be with long pauses quite often. He kept his regional accent. He was in no way what you would call a radio broadcaster, except he attracted people right and left. And there would be no Art Bell or any of the people who succeeded Art Bell without Long John. Mm -hmm. But he was, in person, he was a... Let's just put it this way. (laughs) Twice in my life, I've met Steve Jobs, who a pretty Uh mercurial kind of guy, for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And he could be rude. Long John made Steve Jobs look happy and friendly. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard I've heard things like that. But he could be a real gentleman on the air. Oh, he was a good actor. Let's put it that. Way. I say. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Well, like you, I was uh, very. Um, impressed and moved by the Mothman prophecies. And that, of course, got me into Keel and reading more of Keel's work. Um, I still consider Operation Trojan Horse one of the finest UFO books ever written. Um, so you know, we, we do share a lot of uh, commonalities there. Um, Stranger Than Science was uh, uh, instrumental in, in, in my uh, my world as well, uh, as well as, uh, as all the... You know, Wild Talents, The Damned, and Low were, you know, big books, too. Um, I remember reading those uh, in just in, or when I just started college and blew me away. Of course, Fort's writing style leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> well, but, you know, uh, that, that's what I meant before about how I, yeah. think if I, I think if I had come to Fort first, I would have been turned off because he can be difficult. Uh, he, he enjoys piling up words to give you an effect uh, and his choice of vocabulary can be a little odd. And it's a very 19th century style. Uh, and often he just, he changes subjects. He goes off. Uh, he, he has an odd sense of humor that if I had been reading it at the time, I wouldn't have realized was meant to be funny. So it was much better to go through, through the more accessible writers like Ivan Sanderson. I mean, if you were really to, to, if I had to pick the one writer that probably had the biggest effect on me, it would be Ivan Sanderson because his writing was just so enjoyable. He, he wrote so well and the stories he told about jungles and exotic places were yeah. so exciting. Yeah, very compelling. Uh, 
Yeah, it was just, and, and then you'd see a picture of him with a lemur sitting on his head. And also, he, you know, he lived in New Jersey, which was fascinating to me because I think he died in 72, 73. Huh. So he was still alive when I was young and I thought, wow, I could meet him. So it was, uh, like I said, it was just, I, I had a real fascination for Ivan Sanderson, although I, you know, I never heard him on the radio at the time. I never saw him on television at the time, but I did have the books because the library had them. And then I, I, I was able to finally find them. Uh, even though the, the only book they had for a long time was that last one he wrote, I think, Invisible Residence. Yeah, which, which is which, another classic uh, UFO yeah, book. Yeah, and it, that, so... We've got Robert Damon Schneck. We've got Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Attention backpackers on a budget. Why spend 80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at one ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99. Filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. When we remember Ivan Sanderson, I was out at his farm once or twice. Oh, boy, you had the chance to meet him? Oh, boy. Yeah, three or four times at least that, maybe more. I I wasn't a friend of his, Mm -hmm. but... I would go out with Jim Mosley. Oh, you know Jim Mosley too? Oh my God. I was the first full time employee of Saucer News. Oh, for heaven's sake. I didn't know that. 
Jim and I go back to the early 60s. I was a teenager in Brooklyn, New York. Uh-huh. And I had purchased a copy of Jim's Saucer News from Samuel Weiser. And mm-hmm. I wrote a letter. And Jim called me. And then That's... as I grew older, I helped him out with his monthly meetings in New York City. Uh-huh. I remember him during his brief marriage to this crazy woman named Sandra, who's probably <laughs> listening now and will now write me nasty letters. Although she did produce a sign for the front entrance of my son's bedroom when he was still living at home with us. Jim was on the Paracast. I, he was probably been on the show practically more than anybody. He was on the first episode. The first episode of the Paracast, which was February 28th, 2006. We had Brad Steiger who helped name the Paracast, by the way, because originally we were going to call it Paracast World. And he said, why not just the Paracast? And mm-hmm. we said, yeah. And then we had Jim Mosley. So it was a, like a 90-minute show at that time, half Mosley, half Steiger. And when you look at Jim Mosley through the years, we had him on maybe a very, very few months before he died. So all total, we had Mosley on, ooh, 16 times. Whenever I needed a guest and I didn't have anybody that week, I'd say, Jim, guess what you're doing? (laughs) Gene, you you were going to uh, tell the story about visiting Ivan Sanderson's farm? It's something I barely remember. I remember being taken out on a long trip. I think it was Blairstown, New Jersey or something like that, really out in the boondocks. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a big person about that, but we went into his living room and we hung out for a while and we talked shop. And maybe that happened once or twice. Living room filled by, with uh, like uh, African artifacts and Tibetan uh, dojas and, and stuff. Oh, yeah. There were a lot of strange things there. But strangely enough, the home I remember most was not Ivan Sanderson, but Charles Berlitz. Because his workroom, his home office, was built from a ship's cabin. Wow. <laughs> it was lonely at the top. <laughs> Well, if I ever get there, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Did Sanderson have animals? I'm sure he did. But like I said, I barely remember it. For some reason, it's one of those things that really did make a huge impression. Possibly I was tired or something. Right. And after the long trip, I was just glad to sit down and have a soft drink or maybe a a bite to eat for lunch. It wasn't Mm -hmm. a long visit, maybe an hour or two. Right. And we did this once or twice. Well, it's 50 you, years who, ago. It's half a century ago. <laughs> who were you, you with? It would be with Jim Mosley. One time we flew to the Midwest. We met Jacques Vallée shortly wow. after he wrote his first book. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Ray Palmer. How many people met Ray Palmer? Not many. Wow. That yes. is something to talk and about. And Ray's. And I... So you, see, you went out to Wisconsin. We went to Amherst, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Did I you have a t- chance to meet Shaver? Oh, yeah. I knew Shaver very well. Oh, my gosh. I met Shaver at his cottage that he and his wife lived in in Summit, Arkansas, a few years before his death. And I interviewed him. Palmer, I interviewed in the 1960s. And then I interviewed him for a couple of radio shows in the 70s because I had the way to simply pick up the phone and call him. He'd answer. Most people Palmer would not talk to. But with me... I called, he'd answer. I don't know why. <laughs> so I got to know him a little bit. Shaver, I used to have hundreds or maybe thousands of letters from Shaver. Any any of the art? 
lots of the art. I know my first wife, Geneva, has a lot more. Oh, my gosh. You actually have those. Yeah, you know, someone finally put a book out on them. Yeah, his son. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I am fascinated by those Palmer's things. son, I mean. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Are we talking about Palmer or Shaver? I'm talking about Shaver's art. So uh, you're I talking about the rock art. Right. This is right. where you have these little pieces of rock, and supposedly he was able to pick out crystal records of the ancients. And most people, it was a Rosetch test. You right. look at it and you think you see something. And then somewhere a year or two before Geneva and I split up, this is maybe 1975, 74, we got the knack. We look at those pictures and say, yeah, I see what he's talking about. Right. I don't know whether I would have it now if I looked at one of those things. But it just it's one of those things where it just sort of clicks. Mm-hmm. It's almost like learning music, where one day you wake up and something clicks and then you're in. Well, yeah, but what, is, is it reality or is it just your paradelia you know, in, in your mind? Well, from what I understand, the way his technique was, he would take slices of rock that were so thin, he could project a light through them. And then he would project it onto a, a surface, like maybe a canvas, I don't know what he worked on, and then make the drawings and bring out what he said was there. So a lot of it were these erotic shapes and monster faces. You know, they were all Deros and things like that, that he saw in the rocks. Because he said they were, they were books, they were records. Right, that, they kept crystalline records. Right. And we said, this is outlandish. And now, of course, there's a flash drive. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But uh, it's very funny. A lot of people just dismiss Shaver. They say he was schizophrenic or something. Maybe he was, but he's still fascinating. Well, you know, he spent a number of years in a mental institution. Yes. And according to the book on Shaver written by Richard Toronto, who was on the show a couple of years back, and he has a sequel to that book, he may have been railroaded there because the family wouldn't have anything to do with him mm-hmm. because they thought he was a kind of a whack job. But Palmer's relationship with Shaver was really, really very unusual because as much as he promoted Shaver, he sometimes didn't act in his best interests. The revelation that Shaver had been in a mental institution, that goes back to my interview with Palmer in the 60s, where he said this. He just dropped it in the middle of something. Never said it before publicly, but he did. And then Shaver said, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. But of course he was. Right. Because there were a few years that he didn't account for. And that those were the ones that he spent in a mental institution, if I remember correctly. Exactly. We can talk all day about Palmer and Yeah, Shaver. I'm sorry. You know, it's so easy to do that. But it's exciting for me to talk to someone who met people that I just am so fascinated by. Since you raised the issue, what was your reaction and opinion about Shaver and what he said? Because this takes us back to the breakaway civilizations conversations we've had in the Paracast lately. You mean about the whole idea of Deros and Tiros and all that? The whole idea of there being another civilization on uh, Earth. Tenants okay. in the building. It doesn't right. have to be Deros or Tiros, but that's a fairly common legend with different words and different right. names. It is. You know, it's a funny thing because... And I, I thought think- we weren't going to discuss this, folks, but you know what? <laughs> Well, I I think that Shaver is fascinating because he is the sort of person that could have almost started a religion. 
he could have almost he is the kind of person that starts a mythology and i guess that does relate a little bit to the bye bye man because that was a an experiment a, a psychical research a casual psychical research experiment that i could see becoming a part of american folklore likewise someone like shaver perhaps he was mentally ill perhaps he did have delusions but he was able to put it together between him and palmer they were able to put it together into this coherent and fascinating view of a world with in a world that explained so many of the oddities in our world it explained psychical phenomena you know there were there were the, the deros with their detro rays was it detro rays there were telog rays we've got to cover more of this because it's inevitable that things fall into places you don't expect robert damon schneck gene steinberg chris o'brien you're in the paracast <laughs> Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I impartially shopped the highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $26 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-403-4885. That's 1-800-403-4885. 1-800-403-4885. Or go to SelectQuote.com. We shop. You save. Get full details in the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Here's Dr. Paul Meyer, Christian psychiatrist 
author of 85 books and founder of the national chain Meyer Clinics, to tell you about Two Your Health Liquid Vitamins. I've been taking these every day for over a decade now, and I try to encourage every one of my clients to take them every day. And there's a number of reasons. First of all, it's the, it's the best vitamins you can get. It's got dozens of vitamins, antioxidants, and nutrients in it. And then the most important reason why I do it as a psychiatrist and, and recommend it to my patients is because it's got brain food in it. It's got the essential amino acids. It's got tryptophan, phenylalanine, tyrosine, choline, vitamin B6. And these chemicals that are all natural from food turn into the brain chemicals that make you happy. To Your Health is delicious. Find out more today. Call us 800-801-3459 or visit online at mytoyourhealth.com. Use the coupon code RADIO15 for a 15% discount on your order. That's mytoyourhealth.com. This is Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S., As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year, in addition to the emotional stress on employees and their families. That's why Famous Footwear is committed to raising funds to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in the March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You notice that when Chris says the Paracast, he no longer sounds, well, the G word. He sounds more happy, more upbeat. That's so good. (laughs) Robert Damon Schneck, author of Bye Bye Man and Other Works, joining us, but we somehow plopped into the mystery of Richard Shaver and the legends of another civilization that escaped the catastrophe that occurred. Maybe this is all about the flood and Noah and everything, and some beings escaped into the caverns, and they still exist there. The good guys being the Tiros, the bad guys being the Deros, the Telog rays, they're able to control your mind. It's a mind control machine. They can make you do anything they want. And, you know, one of the things that really was so fascinating about the Shaver mystery was that when Ray Palmer put it out there, he began to get letters from people who had had similar experiences. You know, there was, this is not fiction, folks. There was an article in Life magazine about the phenomenon where as soon as the Shaver story started, and this is a whole thing that maybe some of you have heard, Ray Palmer edited Amazing Stories for Ziff Davis. Now you think of Ziff Davis, there is still a company called Ziff Davis, but they just have online publications. But in those days, you had a pulp magazine, the original science fiction magazine, created by Hugo Gernsback, look him up, Amazing Stories. He runs the Shaver stuff, and before he does, he goes to his publisher and says, you know what, I think we're going to really make a big deal. But this is happening, what, during World War II, the end days of World War II, they're rationing paper, okay? They're rationing paper. So they needed to get enough paper to improve the print run. And they ultimately doubled the circulation of amazing stories, receiving what Palmer claims to be thousands and thousands of letters from people who said, what Shaver says was true, even though the original stories were presented as pulp science fiction. 
you know, kind of in the spirit of Edgar Rice Burroughs, who also wrote for Amazing in his final years. And then he was getting all these letters and people saying, no, this is the truth. As soon as the publisher cracked down and stopped Shaver and stopped allowing Palmer to run those stories, the circulation went back to its former level. Well, you know, one of the things that is so interesting about that is that Palmer's could have turned the Shaver mystery into the UFO mystery, which, of course, he played an important part in. At least uh, Keel, uh, Keel really gives him credit for almost inventing the, the whole UFO mystery. I don't know why the Shaver mystery didn't take off the way UFOs did, but there seemed to be something happening during that period. There was a almost a growth of mythology going on because that was also when we were, you know, it would be soon after that that we would be getting people who would be claiming to be in contact with the Space Brothers and the Venusians and all, you know, we'd be having the contactees. So there was something very important happening during that time. Uh, these mythologies were being born. If you, you know, if you believe that that's something else, but uh, I think we can say that there are mythologies surrounding these things. Also with the bye-bye man, we see the same kind of uh, rollover sort of snowballing effect as well, which we should dovetail at some point into how we're still seeing this this kind of cultural progression of, of meme uh, in, in the culture. And I think it's fascinating. And I think you bring up a good point that uh, if maybe if Shaver had been a little bit more coherent and sane and mm-hmm. hadn't, hadn't been uh, led around in a literary sense by Palmer uh, somewhat, that um, he really could have maximized the potential with this and created his own uh, cult of personality and, and, like you said, created a whole genre of um, cultural mythos. Yeah, I think that's very possible. There were a bunch of very attractive, interesting people, though, who were the UFO contactees. And they were able to do things like the, the meetings at the, the Boulder. What, what's the name? Uh, Van Tassel had the meetings at Giant Rock. Giant Rock, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they were able to do it better. The, the Shaver mystery was so dependent on Shaver and Palmer so much that I don't think it took off independently the way the Flying Saucers did. And also, it did also require, I think, a few extra steps of belief there. Because it's not just E.T. coming here and maybe they bring some spaceships, but an entire civilization coexisting with us. Yeah, that's a little bit more scary sounding. I mean, it's a lot easier to accept the possibility that something is coming here and visiting and then maybe leaving. But to have something under your feet that's that's manipulating your mental uh processes and, and, and whatnot, that's a little bit more difficult, I think, for people to uh, brace, I guess, for lack of a better word. Well, Palmer did also touch on that a little bit with the hollow earth, because he said that the flying saucers were coming from the hollow earth. So it combined the two, that there were civilizations under our feet, but they were also flying saucers. But it got really complicated with Palmer, because he first talks about the Flying Saucers, and he was co-founder of Fate Magazine, where a lot of the Flying Saucers stuff appeared. He was friends with, of course, Kenneth Arnold, and we have that entire Maury Island affair. Mm-hmm. But he said, and possibly there's some truth to this, that the arrival of the Flying Saucers, at least in the modern era, 
was very much predicted by Shaver. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. But then Palmer started moving into other theories. So now he's talking about the holes at the poles, which mm-hmm. is like Pellucidor, the novels right. from Edgar Rice Burroughs. Right. Okay, that's one thing. Now, the second thing that gets even crazier, because he talks about the holes of the poles and then says the holes of the poles are not in this reality. They are in an alternate reality. They're in the astral. Oh, see, I didn't know he got into that. Oh, yeah. Got pretty crazy. Let's get back to Bye Bye Man and all sure, these mysteries. Sure, Because we have this little interesting thing here, which is called an open, spontaneous conversation that takes us to places we don't expect. I didn't expect Shaver, Palmer, and Flying Saucers. I expected vampirism oh, and the right. Bye Bye Man. Now, looking at this now... Was this a real story, or is it something that you think maybe some of the journalists looking to sell papers invented? Okay, The Bye Bye Man was a story that happened to a friend of mine that uh, he... So, I'll I'll just tell the story for people that don't know it. Back in 1990, three students who went to school in Wisconsin got an old Ouija board. And it was winter, and they had a lot of free time, so they decided to do some experiments with it. Now, my friend's name is Eli. He was dating a girl named Catherine. They were living together at the time, if I remember correctly. And they had a mutual friend named Jonathan. Now, the first experiment that Eli wanted to perform with the Ouija board was to see if they could get messages. Eli is very interested in the paranormal. He, at one time, he was the librarian at the American Society for Psychical Research. He's always been fascinated by legend tripping, all the aspects of ESP, monsters, everything. It it interests him. So the first thing they had to do was see if they could get messages. And Jonathan and Catherine, working together, were able to get messages. We have to stop for this message. That's fine, sure. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paragast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com.
Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Imagine your life five years from now. Are you on the path you want to be on? It's time to take control of your future by getting a world-class education from one of the nation's top universities. Arizona State University is now offering over 100 top-tier degree programs 100% online. It's the exact same degree our on-campus students receive, but you can learn from anywhere in the country on your own schedule. For information, call 1-800-939-9634. Learn from ASU's world-renowned faculty and use ASU's global recognition to improve your visibility, professional network, and gain real-world experience you can start using today. The Wall Street Journal ranked ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. Now discover how ASU Online can stand out on your resume and help separate you from the competition. We are ready to help you learn to thrive in your life, in your career, and beyond. To learn more about ASU online degrees, call 1-800-939-9634. That's 1-800-939-9634. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Robert Damon Schneck is author of Bye Bye Man with Gene and Chris. And we're going back to the story that came through a Ouija board? Yes, it did. Okay. When they began to get messages, it was a little unusual in that normally people that ask a Ouija board questions will get the answer from, let's say you, you want to talk to Napoleon, and they'll claim that it's Napoleon moving around the planchette. But this was unusual in that the only way they could get messages was through something that called itself the spirit of the board. It was a little bit like a medium's control. 
You know, when a medium is holding a seance, often they will have a control. That is a spirit that they use to meet or contact other spirits. Uh, there have been some famous controls. This medium had a control that called itself the spirit of the board, and it introduced them to a number of spirits that had never lived. That is to say, they had always been spirits. And most of what came through the board was pretty nice, normal stuff about good vibrations and light and love and let's have crystals and things like that. So it was pretty harmless stuff. Eli wanted to push a little further. He wanted to see if they could get messages, if they could still get messages if, for example, Catherine and Jonathan were blindfolded, if the lights were off, if they could get messages through still despite all this kind of interference. And they did. They were still able to get messages despite that. And then he took it a little further. He would write questions in a notebook and concentrate on it and see if they could get them to answer them. They didn't have quite as much luck with that, though he said they did get a few things that suggested something was happening. Finally, he decided that it would be most interesting if they could come in contact with a spirit of someone who had lived that is to say, an actual ghost-type spirit. Instead of all these spirits that had never existed in the world, he wanted to talk to a spirit that had lived, could get some information from the board, and look it up to verify that this was indeed accurate. And that's what they wanted. That's, that was the next step in the experiments they were doing. Now, the spirit of the board didn't have any luck contacting someone like that. But the spirit told them that he was in contact with somebody who was still alive, but that this person was very evil, and he didn't think it would be the spirit didn't think it would be a very good idea for them to talk to him. Well, that did it for Eli. This was the one he wanted to talk to. He had to talk to this one because he loves horror. He loves that sort of thing. And uh, Catherine was reluctant, but eventually they forced the spirit of the board to at least convey messages between them and this figure that called itself the bye-bye man. Uh, they eventually got the spirit of the board to do it by going on strike. They, the spirit of the board and the other spirits love to communicate. So they, they said, we're not going to communicate with you anymore unless you give us messages from the bye-bye man. And that, that's how through a, a long series of sittings, they were able to put together this story. Now, the story that they told was that the bye-bye man had been born in Louisiana sometime in the 1920s. He was an albino. His parents, or parent, we don't know anything about him, really, stuck him in an orphanage in a place called Algiers. Now, as the bye-bye man got older, he never gave them any other name besides the bye-bye man. He became more and more restless. He wanted to get, escape from the orphanage. He ran away. Finally, he was old enough that he attacked a, a nurse with a pair of scissors, seriously injured her, and escaped and began to ride the rails. Now, there's no explanation for how this happened or where he learned it, but apparently he became involved with voodoo or black magic. And bodies, horribly mutilated bodies, began to turn up by the railroad tracks with their tongues and their eyes missing. And what he was doing was he was collecting their tongues and eyes and putting them in a bag that was called the bag or the sack of gore. And at this point, 
he was wearing a black pea coat, a, a broad-brimmed hat. His hair had grown long, and he would wear dark glasses with the lens painted black. Sounds like Edgar Winter. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> what he was doing with those eyes and tongues was he had sewn them together into a monster and somehow brought this monster to life. And this monster was called Gloomsinger. And what this monster did was it helped him find new victims. Now, the Bye Bye Man found victims by them learning his name. Once a person learned the name the Bye Bye Man, it turned them into a kind of a beacon. And as long as they thought about that name, he would begin to head in their direction. He would start to ride railroads and come towards them, getting closer and closer for as long as they thought about him. Now, he was blind, but Gloomsinger, his monster, would help him finally close in on the victim. Gloomsinger was all tongues and eyes, so apparently he would walk around on those tongues, locate the victim, and when he found them, he would give off this whistle, and this whistle was a signal to the bye-bye man to come in and kill the victim. That sounds a little ironic. A monster made of eyes <laughs> and tongues that couldn't see. Oh, Something. no, no. The gloom singer could see. The bye-bye man couldn't. Oh, the bye-bye bye-bye man was blind. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting sorry. myself I, confused here. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I thought I, I, thought I explained. I, I, I think I was off getting my uh, nebulizer when you started the story. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Anyway, when... Catherine heard this story. She was done. She wanted nothing more to do with this. She had a history of strange experiences, and she found them very unpleasant. So even though Eli encouraged her, he really wanted to continue, she was finished. Afterwards, things got a little strange. Jonathan went off. He was going to school in Madison, Wisconsin. They were in a place called Sun Prairie. Catherine could no longer sleep at night. She was having insomnia. She was having nightmares. She was waking up early. Uh, Eli was fine. Nothing bothered him. Finally, she was uh, exhausted, and Eli thought he would take her to Wausau, which is his, his hometown, to a concert. And it was a beautiful spring day. He took her down to this place called Barker Stewart Island. Now, Barker Stewart Island is in the middle of the Wisconsin River, and there's a railroad bridge going across it. Its nickname is Body Island because the bodies of lumberjacks who died upstream would sometimes wash up on Body Island. It was a beautiful afternoon. They were, they were getting ready for the concert. Eli went down to the river. He said there was a turtle down there or something he wanted to look at. Catherine was walking across the railroad bridge when she heard a whistle. Now, hearing a whistle on a railroad bridge is not that strange. It was an active bridge, but she said it didn't sound like a train whistle. It sounded like a human whistle, and it got louder and louder and louder, and she became terrified. She ran off the bridge. She had spent the rest of the day having panic attacks. It was a terrible experience for her. Eli heard nothing. Soon after that, he went to go visit Jonathan in in Madison. Now, Jonathan had also been having nightmares. He'd been having trouble sleeping. He'd been waking up early. And he had also had a very strange experience. He lived in the third floor of a boarding house. One night, he was lying in bed when he heard a knock on the door. Catherine was outside the door, and she said, hey, Jonathan, come on, let's go get breakfast. And Jonathan drags himself up, and he looks out the window, and he sees it's not morning. It's the middle of the night. And he looks at his clock, 
And that confirms it. It is the middle of the night. The knocking on the door continues, and Catherine's voice continues to say, Jonathan, come on out. Let's go get breakfast. He crumples in terror. He collapses on the floor, and in that slit of light underneath the door, he sees a pair of shadows because there's a light in the hallway, and he sees the shadows of feet outside his door. He spent the rest of the night lying there terrified. Eventually, the feet went away, even though it was a boarding house, most likely the front door had been locked. But somehow, something had gotten in and terrified him. Let's do our break with Robert Damon Schneck. Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillard.com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative 
to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hello, this is Rosemary Ellen Guiley, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We are immersed in such a fascinating story here, Robert Damon Schneck, author of Bye Bye Man. Go on, please. Well, after that, I think it was soon after that. I believe that Catherine and Eli broke up. Then uh, Catherine and Jonathan began dating. But the story continued in that Eli took this story and he began to tell it on Devil's Night. Now, Devil's Night is what they call the night before Halloween in his part of the country. Where I grew up in, in Paramus, New Jersey, we call it Cabbage Night. Other people call it Goosey Night. I've heard it called a lot of things. And every Devil's Night, Eli throws a party. The party ends the same way. He has all the guests tell their own personal experiences with ghosts or flying saucers or monsters or psychical phenomena. And then he would tell the story of the bye-bye man. That's where I heard it. I heard it at one of these Devil's Night stories. And it got to me. Like you guys, I have heard a lot of strange stories. I heard a story about some guys who were peeing by the side of the road. They were out hunting when they saw this gigantic Bigfoot pop up and start heading towards them in the tall weeds. I've heard stories about light bulbs that would answer questions in code. I've heard monster stories, ghost stories, but this story of the bye-bye man bothered me. I remember the night after the party, lying in bed, looking at that slit of light under my bedroom door, and it stayed with me. When the time came and I was putting together the book, The President's Vampire, I decided I would include it. I came very close to not including it, which would have been a big mistake because it's the most popular story I've ever told. And look, it's a movie. So obviously this story had mass appeal, and I knew it when I heard it. I said, this is too good. So the story entered the book, and then it was optioned. And it was a few years after the story of the bye-bye man was told that the Slender Man appeared. And the funny thing was that that's what I thought the bye-bye man was going to do. I thought the bye-bye man had a good chance of becoming a part of American folklore, the way the Slender Man has. I'll be honest, I was jealous when Slender Man appeared and it, it suddenly just 
spread through American folklore the way it has. I mean, the, the Slenderman is a copyrighted figure. We know no. who created it. We know the day it, it first appeared. We know who owns it. But it's a little bit more innocuous, uh, though, compared to the the horror and the it's downright macabre. Uh, the bye bye man. And a lot of people, you know, they'll they'll expose themselves to something like that, but then put it out of mind. Well, the Slender Man inspired an attempted murder by children, so I'd say it's probably not that innocuous. And again, I, and I'll be admit, I was a little jealous when that happened too, because I thought to myself, "My God, imagine the grip on the, these people's minds that the Slender Man must have." What the Bye Bye Man will eventually do, I don't know, because the story, since it was optioned and since it was owned by the movie company, they would put a stop to it when pieces of it would appear online. Because I noticed that soon after the story was told, it began, variations of it began to appear online right away. So it was undergoing that process of entering folklore when the that plug was pulled. Now that the movie will, well, the movie's going to be coming out in December. And when that happens, I'm wondering if it's possible that it might again become a part of folklore. We'll see. That's the only <laughs> thing that we'll, we uh, can do is sit and wait. I would actually bet that it, uh, I'd put money on the fact that it will. I mean, there's so many people out there that are just yearning for the. There's so much interest in ghosts and horror and the occult and all these things. There seems to be a real resurgence of interest in these subjects. And, and this would be perfect, a perfect uh, potential meme, you know, super meme. <laughs> I'm looking over the credits of the film. Michael Truco from Battlestar Galactica plays one of the key characters. Faye Dunaway. When I heard that Faye Dunaway was in it, my jaw fell open. You know, I'm sure everyone involved in this, Doug Jones is terrific, but Faye Dunaway is a movie star. You know, she she is somebody like, we're talking someone like Betty Davis and Faye no. Dunaway. No. Hey, ever since Bonnie and Clyde in that last scene where she's like getting riddled by machine gun bullets, she kind of wrote her, wrote her ticket. Also, Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, wow. Well. Okay, we certainly remember her. There's some star power there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that she's there. Of course, Matrix, but also the Netflix superhero series Jessica Jones. Wow. It's, it, sounds, it sounds... Well, with the Weinstein Brothers, I mean, you know, this is going to be a major release. And, and I'm sure with a little bit of publicity... I think it's just perfectly positioned uh, time-wise to to really do well. I think that these these subjects are really, I think we're, we're we haven't crested the wave yet uh, on these subjects. I, I see a real rising interest. I think it's par- partially due to the success of all the ghost shows and people. Then, you know, the reality part of the ghost thing is is really it's kind of waning, and so I think that there's a there's kind of a um, there's a there's a gap that needs to be filled right now, and this this could potentially do that. And much luck on on the project. Hopefully, you have some sort of back end arrangement. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, okay, words, if the movie makes a lot of money, they send oh, you a check. Oh no 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 no! It's just the option. You know, there yeah. was, uh, and, and I understand that. That makes that makes perfect sense because, really, the the odds were that it never would have happened. Right. But getting an option extended, that's even more unusual. And, you know, much luck on the project. I, obviously, oh. it's going to help you with book sales. No, no oh, yeah. That, that, that is uh, something we're, we're all very excited about. In fact, 
uh, the book is also available as uh, an audio book. And they got Scott Brick to do it, which was really great because he. there are people who will rent a book just to hear him read it. He's got a, a incredible voice and the uh, he's an actor. So it comes through in, in the storytelling. Just to let our listeners know, the movie scheduled to premiere on the 9th of December. And apparently a lot of it or all of it was filmed in Ohio. In Cleveland. Yeah. Why is that? choice made because of the locations of the story or because very much part it's not as expensive to film in ohio as it is in la because cleveland rocks <laughs> rock I, and roll i don't know how they made their decisions i assume that part of it was uh price it's not a big budget movie you know like a lot of horror movies it's been done on a a relatively modest budget and it's you know it's going to make a profit because they do it on a relatively mo- uh, modest budget so they they did it in cleveland and i again i don't know how much of the original story they used but cleveland is a railroad hub so if they used a lot of the railroad part of the story it makes sense to have filmed it there also of course cleveland was the site of the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run, who was a serial killer who actually did leave bodies, who, who murdered people in train, you know, by the trains tracks. And uh, so there is a, at, the, at the right time for the Bye Bye Man. So there's a little, there's a little bit of uh, cross current there. Yeah. And they may, ch- it may have changed the location in the movie to, to, um, to Ohio as well. They, they might have. I really don't know. Like I said, I honestly don't know what they've done. Uh, all I know is what I've seen in the trailer. And, and of course, I've had the, the chance to chat online with people like Doug Jones, which is just so exciting for me. You know, writers spend almost all of their time alone. And the idea that you go from spending years writing by yourself to suddenly that you, you might be flying off to Hollywood to attend a movie premiere with Faye Dunaway, that just doesn't even seem real. Looking over here about who else is involved, the director's name is Stacy Title. What a name for a movie director. Title. Yeah, it is. And she's, she's done uh, several horror movies. And her husband, uh, John Penner, wrote the screenplay. And he's, he's well known from uh, reality shows. Uh, I think he was one survivor or something. I, I'll be honest, I don't know. She also, one among her credits... There was a TV movie based on The Lone Ranger. It didn't do very well in 2003. She was involved with that as a producer, a writer, and so, you know, she had involvement on that. Mm-hmm. And she was also involved in a movie called Last Supper. Yeah, again, I, I really don't know anything about this. I, I, I'm going to go in, when, when the movie premieres, I'm going to go in, I'm going to say hello to everyone, and I'm going to get the hell out because... That is just so unlike anything I have anything to do with. I, uh, I'm a little spooked by it, to be honest. It's got to be surreal. We have the surreal it is, it is Robert surreal. Damon Schneck with the surreal Gene and the surreal Chris. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio. DreamHost.com radio. Attention backpackers, on a budget, why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at 1 ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99, filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. That's doing it, sounding much more optimistic, Chris O'Brien. We're talking to Robert Damon Schneck, the bye-bye man. The movie is coming out in December. I would expect that since it's being presented as a horror film, R-rated or PG-13? No idea. Like I said, they uh, they haven't told me anything. Judging by the trailer, I would say it looks like it might be a hard PG-13. That seems to be what a lot of horror movies are coming out as now, like the film Oculus and uh, The Conjuring. I think those are PG-13s. I think Insidious was even a PG-13. But think of it this way. If it succeeds, there'll be a bye-bye man, too. Uh, could very well. And I think part of the reason they were attracted to it was that it had the potential to be a franchise. And, of course, they're always yeah. interested in something that has the potential for that. I'll just be very interested to see what happens. Again, when I sit down in that theater and for the premiere... I will know no more about it than anyone else. I'll know less about it than anyone who's there because they were all involved in the actual filming. And you may find that maybe the title is all that resembles your book. And to show you as an example of this, we've mentioned this in the Paracast before, but I'll give you an example of how things work. Very few people know that the classic B sci-fi movie from the 1950s, Earth, versus the Flying Saucers with Ray Harryhausen special effects. 
Very few people know it was suggested by a book called Flying Saucers from Outer Space by Major Donald Kehoe. The first 30 seconds covers UFOs in an almost serious docudrama way. But that was it. I guess they bought it, I suspect, because they wanted to option the name Flying Saucers. So might as well go to a book writer who wrote a book about flying saucers. That could very well be it. And again, I'm not going to sit there and complain. Uh, you know, if they, I'm not going to say they ruined my book. Yeah, really. Have, it, have no attachments. <laughs> no, I, I really don't have any attachments. And I'll tell you the truth. Even though this is my most popular story, the fact of the matter is I am one link in a chain of storytellers. This story was first told by a Ouija board. Then my friend Eli told it and refined it and did some embellishing and exaggeration over time when he would tell it at his Devil's Night parties. When it came time for me to put it in the book, I spoke to him and I worked with him and I tried to get him to tell the story as accurately as he remembered. But you see, the story was always being told by another person. So I was just one link in the chain. I was lucky in that I was the link that got optioned. I'm not going to scream that they murdered my baby if they made some changes in the story. <laughs> well, maybe you should come up with the hell oh girl. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Now, if we're looking at a story here that was based on something from a Ouija board, how close can you get to anything that could possibly be real about it? Well, I did do some research to see if there was anything to the story that, that the bye-bye man or the spirit of the board told them. And I wasn't able to prove anything. You know, Algiers does exist, but Algiers is a section of New Orleans. Now, I don't think they knew that. Not a lot of people know that there's an Algiers section of New Orleans, and it's a railroad hub. I suspect that they got the idea of Algiers with Mickey Rourke, where he played a detective and it involved voodoo, angel, something, angel heart. I suspect that they were inspired by the movie Angel Heart, because that movie takes place in Algiers, and they show Algiers as a, a rural, bayou country kind of place, but it's not. It's a railroad hub like uh, Cleveland is. And I suspect that it was the, the view of Algiers that appeared in that movie that inspired that aspect of the story. I also looked, there was never an orphanage in Algiers. There was a home for children with disabilities, which a child with albinism could potentially have been put into, but that home wasn't built until the 1960s. Yeah. There was an orphanage in a place called Gretna, if I remember correctly, but nothing odd about that. Uh, th that was nowhere, that was up the river and not and it was not, uh, not part of Algiers. So I was not able to verify any of the story that the bye-bye man told. I think that what happened was Keep in mind, this was not a laboratory experiment. These were not scientists doing research. These were three college students who would talk about the stories as bits and pieces appeared through the Ouija board. So they would discuss it. And the story has a strong feeling of folklore to it. And I suspect that Eli contributed that because he actually has a, a degree in folklore. What the yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that they hoaxed it, but I suspect that the story grew through each of them 
adding bits and pieces, and it would yeah. finally come filtered out through the planchette of the Ouija board. Now, somebody else looking at this could come up with a very different conclusion. They could say, for example, that uh, there was, was Zozo. <laughs> yeah, well, you see Zozo or Charlie or one of those other creatures that uh, supposedly t- comes through the Ouija board, evil spirits. I mean, for somebody that takes, for example, the idea that the Ouija board is a way for evil spirits to speak to people, uh, they could certainly see the bye-bye man in that light. And I, and I discussed that in the book. That well, what do you think of the, the idea of the Ouija board and how young, impressionable kids with lots of energy, uh, hormonal and otherwise, are, are possibly opening the door to lower vibration um, energy forms, um, which is kind of a popular sort of pop culture interpretation of, of you know, the, the downside or negative side of Ouija boards. Do you think that this might, uh, you know, be really good for... <laughs> whoever owns a patent on Ouija boards. I mean, well, they're even coming out with this with this uh, living room rug that's the uh, the board and a coffee table that's a planchette. I, I want to get one. It's oh, just, it would be that. so I cool to have too. in my house. <laughs> It'd scare all my, my dates away. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if you certainly if you meet a woman who can tolerate that, she's a special person. Yes. Yeah. She's yes. a keeper. Yeah, you got it. It's like a friend of mine once told me to move all the serial killer books out of my living room because it, it spooks people. Are you a fan of Criminal Minds, the TV series? Uh, no, actually, uh, believe it or not, I haven't watched TV since 2001. Yeah, you and me both. 2000 yeah. for me. I finally just, oh. Yeah, it was, uh, you see, I never had cable. So when the World Trade Center went down, I lost TV reception and I found I didn't miss it. And most of it, so I still watch television shows, but I watch everything online. But uh, as for the, as for the Ouija board, I don't know where the stories come from. I think that the the majority of what we think of as spirit communication comes from parts of our own mind that we are not consciously aware of. You know, in the early days of psychiatry, psychologists and psychiatrists would encourage their patients to learn to do automatic writing as a way to access the subconscious mind. The Ouija board is a form of automatic writing. I suspect that what was happening with the three of them was that, uh, first of all, you have to know something about the three of them. One of them had a series of paranormal experiences in her life that frightened her. One of them was fascinated by parapsychology and the paranormal, and he was also fascinated by fear and terror. In fact, uh, Eli has written plays uh, that with, with terrifying themes, and he actually studied what he called, what he considers the, the scientific aspect of what is frightening. Jonathan was also a writer and an artist. So you put that kind of mixture of people together, and I think you've got the potential for producing a story like The Bye-Bye Man. Now, if you believe that there are entities, um, disincarnate intelligences at work, they could contribute to this too. But I think if you look at the mixture of people, you can see where a story like The Bye-Bye Man could come from. Even that part about how if you think of his name, you become a victim. 
We're going to become a victim of something in a moment if we don't stop. Okay. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paragas. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. My name is Jay. I'm 26 years of age, and I just want to thank the makers of the One World Whey Protein Powder. After having chronic abdominal pain and pressure for months, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. The medical doctor told me there was nothing I could do to treat it other than taking pain and nausea medication. Then, I came across an ad for One World Whey on the radio and read the claims that it can help with all types of inflammation. I took the One World Whey Protein Powder every day for a month and the chronic pain and pressure sensation went away completely, and I never took the pain or nausea meds. To this day, my intestines are free of pain. Nature is kind. When we consume foods we're designed to eat, then she gives back health when it was once lost. One World Way consistently supports the body's production of glutathione and overall repair. Glutathione stops inflammation, removes heavy metals, and toxins of all kind. When inflammation is gone, the body can complete its healing process. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
so you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We're continuing with all the background of The Bye Bye Man, the book, a movie coming in December with Robert Damon Schneck and Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien. But let me remind you as we get to the waning hours of the show that we have a special feature we offer called the Powercast Plus. We give you a commercial-free version of this show. Free of the network ads, better quality audio. We give you the After the Powercast podcast with extra interviews, color commentary, and things that go bump in the night. We never know what's going to happen with it. We have show transcripts. We have classic episodes of the Paracast being posted now. We have a lot to go. For a modest subscription rate, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. And we're talking Ouija boards and where the source of information presented by a Ouija board might be with Robert Damon Schneck, author of Bye Bye Man. All right, Robert, let's kind of move quickly with the Ouija board here. Any belief that the information one is getting, even if it's from your subconscious, is accurate? Well, sometimes it is. They, that's what people claim. I never fool with Ouija boards myself. I, I'm a great believer and don't give a fire a place to start. I, I don't have the kind of personality that can relax enough to get that planchette to move. So uh, it's not something I mess with. But I, I do find the idea of accessing parts of your mind particularly parts of the mind that can almost seem hostile to the conscious mind, because that's one of the interesting things about a lot of people's experiences with Ouija board. They'll start out with something that seems friendly, and it'll turn hostile over time. Now, let's say that that it's true, that it is a part of your mind that's doing it. You have to wonder, why is part of your mind angry or disgusting or hostile? towards, uh, towards the, the conscious part of your mind. And then you remember that there, there are parts of your mind that terrify you nightly in nightmares. So I think that the, the real interesting part of, about the Ouija board is the possibilities it raises on the human mind. And these, these things are worth exploring. I think it's also a good idea for people that want to experiment with Ouija boards to keep in mind the probable source of the information, which, which is your own mind, it's a lot less frightening that way. If you go in believing that you are talking to the dead or angels or demons, I think it can be a, a much more frightening experience. Of course, we always have these classic horror film concepts in which someone uses the Ouija board, they have fun with it, the messages get to be a little bit more serious a little more threatening, and they unleash forces beyond their control. So common. Yes, that is common. And 
I have heard firsthand accounts of people who have had experiences like that, uh, including one girl who got so terrified by it that she believed that the, the, the devil was in her bedroom. I mean, there are people who have had horrific experiences with Ouija boards. And the, the classic Ouija board story is several girls are having a slumber party. Someone breaks out the Ouija board and they're having fun with it until someone asks a, a question about death or the devil or demons and something frightening happens. Now, I have heard a lot of first-hand accounts of that happening, including cases where they claim the planchette flew through the air. They'll hear like a tremendous noise when, when uh, they ask, is anyone there? That sort of thing, which raises another possibility, and that is a phenomenon that was discussed, that was explored uh, by the Toronto Society for Psychical Research in the early 1970s when they carried out something called the Philip Experiment. And the Philip Experiment, it's probably the only experiment in parapsychology that has a genuinely popular appeal. People who are not specialists know about it and are interested in it. In a nutshell, what happened was that the Toronto Society for Psychical Research set out to discover if they could make seance phenomena, classic seance phenomena, occur in full light. And one of the things they did was they created a character that they named Philip. And Philip was a mixture of fact and fiction. He was a 15th or 16th century nobleman, and they created a whole romantic legend about him that was similar to many classic ghost stories. And they added elements, for example, they used a real castle in England, and they used some genuine characters from history, but Philip was a fictional character. That way they didn't want, if, if ghosts actually existed, they didn't want to accidentally tap into a real ghost. And nothing happened for a long time until they started looking at the psychical research that was done by a British parapsychologist named Batchelor. And he discovered that it was possible to get seance phenomena by creating an atmosphere that was more relaxed. So they had been intensely concentrating, and that didn't work. But when they created a fun atmosphere where they sang silly songs and ate candy and talked to Philip as though he was someone there, they began to get results. They would ask Philip questions and he would rap out answers. They began to get table movement. Uh, finally, they, they, there was some metal bending because this was the early 70s when Yuri Geller was popular and spoon bending was popular and things like that. We now, can't live without some spoon bending. No, it's classic. This went on for quite a while and the results were good. I mean, at no point, however, did they ever believe that they had contacted a spirit. They always believed that what was going on was something they called group PK, that is group psychokinesis, that when this particular group created this particular atmosphere, they were able to get the kinds of results that they did. That is to say that paranormal raps would occur in answer to questions, the table would move through group PK, the metal would bend through group PK. They never thought it was anything else. Now, it is possible that the strange experiences 
that Catherine and Jonathan had were an example of group PK, but where the Philip group made a point of controlling the phenomenon. It would only occur when a certain number of them were together, when they were in a certain place. So they built these boundaries around the phenomenon. The group in Wisconsin never did that. It was just something they were experimenting with. So possibly that same group PK that produced Philip also produced the bye-bye man. That's a possibility. You know, if you are a mystic or you have occult leanings, you can believe in something called thought forms, or as they're popularly referred to as tulpas. That is to say, through intense concentration, you can create a thought being that eventually takes on a degree of independence and becomes real, at least on the astral plane or the, the, the plane of thought, and can actually manifest in the material plane. Again, if you have mystical inclinations, you can explain the bye-bye man that way, in which case it might have actually acquired a certain degree of reality. We have Robert, Damon Schneck, and Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusades, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Did you know a dirty CPAP system can make you sick? If you knew what could be growing in your mask and hose, you might not sleep so well. But now, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs, and it's completely hands-free. For a limited time, you can try SoClean risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-941-9796. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean destroys CPAP bacteria, viruses, and germs, and it eliminates the daily hassle of washing your system by hand. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto, your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. This is a limited-time offer only available by calling 1-800-941-9796. That's 1-800-941-9796. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Chris O'Brien being crushed by a Ouija board. It's an amazing phenomenon. We're looking at it right now. Robert Damon Schneck, author of Bye Bye Man, becoming a major motion picture this December. How much of this Ouija board stuff do you believe? Well, I, I think that the Bye Bye Man was created by the three of them without them consciously being aware of it. I am open to the possibility that something like the Philip phenomenon occurred with Catherine and Jonathan. Having said that, I am perfectly willing to believe that it was a combination of panic and a subjective, some subjective experience that terrified Catherine. And I am also perfectly willing to believe that Jonathan had a very convincing dream and that that's what terrified him. I am willing to believe that. However, I am also open to the possibility that it was something like the Philip phenomenon that occurred, that something objective might have happened. One of the things that uh, Charles Fort said was, everything is partially, well, he didn't say this, but Robert Anton Wilson paraphrased Charles Fort's, he summed up Charles Fort's philosophy this way, that everything is partially real, partially true, partially false, and always changing. And if anything is genuinely real or true, it won't stay that way for long. So I am open to the possibility to all of these possibilities. However, I am also content to say that it was a combination of unconscious minds, or well, subconscious minds working together and uh, creating this fascinating and terrifying story. 
Now, there are a number of other stories in the book. This is just one of them. It's towards the end of the book. Of the other stories you have in there, what do you think is the most impressive other than the bye-bye man? Well, I, I mean, I love the, the story of the president's vampire because it was just such a... You have to understand that I am essentially a researcher. I love to do research. It, it just it thrills me to find something like that ship's log that I found. So for me, it's a question of what had the what had the most exciting research? The I am sometimes surprised at the stories that other people like. For example, the um, the mass disappearance of the of a group of young men in Newark, New Jersey, one night in 1978. They had spent the day working together and were dropped off, and three of them went one way, and two of them went another way, and all five vanished, and no one has ever found a clue as to what happened to them since. I could never get over that story. And well, there are several other stories in the book, including uh, a story that happened in 1692 while the Salem witch trial was going on. And Gloucester, which was only a few miles away from Salem, they were being attacked by what they called a phantom militia of these men that were dressed as Frenchmen and Indians and terrified the locals and would, they would fire at each other, but no one would ever get hurt. It was a very, it's a very interesting story that Cotton Mather told in, in his book, Magnalia Christi Americana. But again, there are, there are stories in this book and in the uh, Mrs. Wakeman versus the Antichrist that again, always surprise me. The story that really was the breakout story in Mrs. Wakeman versus the Antichrist was this story of the people that commit suicide by cutting their own heads off. It, it turned out people were really fascinated by that. This got to be an easier way to go. Uh, well, you know, it's funny you should say that. because how, how do you do that? There are a couple of ways. The one that surprised me the most was that people could actually take a razor and cut their own head off. That, that's happened at least once or twice. What? That, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to assume that they had a thin neck or a very long razor, and they just lucked out and managed to get between those, those, uh, the neck vertebra and managed to cut their own heads off. But most of the time, people that commit suicide by decapitation have an interest in inventions or their engineers. <laughs> and the, guillotine. That's exactly right. Oh, that is exactly it. Oh, my uh, God. They, they will build... I bet you there's not one woman that's ever attempted that in, in all of history. <laughs> uh, yes, as a matter of fact, there are. And I'm just that, interested that he knows this. Uh, I'm well, frightened I, that he knows this. Well, you know, you've got to do your research. Women it, aren't into self-inflicted, violent ways out, generally speaking. Well, generally speaking, women do not commit suicide in ways that disfigure them. Right. Most women who commit suicide will do it in a way that leaves them looking presentable. Men, less so. Men are the ones who will put a shotgun to their face and uh, commit suicide that way. I have at least one or two records. I know of one woman that committed suicide by chopping her head, own head off with a chainsaw. I oh. know. Oh. Yeah. I have a record of a woman who committed suicide. Her husband owned a butcher shop and she put her head into an automatic meat slicer and cut her own head off that way. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, if you're about to eat lunch or dinner, 
please stop for a few well, moments. Well, the show's on at, uh, you know, the, 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 the oh, dark 30, so I don't think we'll have to worry about that. But if no, you're but going back to bed after listening to this show, uh, good luck. Well, most of the, most of the men that, that uh, commit suicide by decapitation, again, have an interest in, in engineering or building, and they will build sometimes very elaborate machines for cutting their own heads off. Uh, they, it's funny, my father is an engineer, and I spoke to him about this, and he said that right away he, his mind went to two ways of doing it. First, using a hinged axe, but if you're really an engineer, you're going to want to build a guillotine because that's something you can take some pride in because a guillotine is harder to build and works a lot more efficiently. And I had to say he was right. That, that, would, that was what uh, the research turned up, that a lot of the men who committed suicide by guillotine were engineers. The most, uh, the most exciting, if you want to use that word, <laughs> example of somebody that used a hinged axe was a man called uh, James Moon, who checked into a hotel in Lafayette, Indiana, in the 19th century. I was about the 1860s. Yeah, I was about the 1860s or so. And what he checked into the hotel with this big, heavy trunk. He spent the day running errands. And they found him the next day with his head chopped off in the room. What he had done was he had built this enormous hinged axe that was attached to the floor at one end by a hinge and was lifted up at about a 45-degree angle with a string. There was a candle next to the string. And what he did was he put a box on the floor and he put some cotton wadding in the box and soaked it with chloroform. Well, he then lit the candle, lay down on the floor and was stupefied by the chloroform while the candle was burning. He strapped himself to the floor so the chloroform wouldn't make him restless. And he apparently was drifting away when the candle got low enough to burn through the thread and drop the weighted broad axe onto his neck and very neatly severed his neck. You know what? I'm thinking here, this would make a great episode of Major Crimes, a TV procedural. Well, he, uh, the, uh, it, it was, it got a lot of attention, which was what he wanted it to do. As a matter of fact, his widow had to, his widow, he left a wife and children uh, when he did this. And she finally had to sell the machine, which was, he called it, Moon, the man who used it, he called it the Carry Carry, probably because he heard the name Harry Carry, Harry Kiri from, uh, from the newspaper. Let's get the rest of the story in our final segment. Okay. With Robert Damon Schneck and Gene and Chris, you're in the Perry Cast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. There's nothing more enticing and intoxicating than the finest meat cooking on an open flame. Freeze-dried meat from NewHarvest.com is U.S. grown, 100% all-natural with no extra fillers. Just grass-fed beef and free-range chicken guaranteed to stay fresh and delicious. Add New Harvest freeze-dried meats to your current food storage. You'll buy direct from the factory, not a third party, ensuring the best price and the highest quality. See all our products at NewHarvestFoods.com. That's NUHarvestFoods.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620.
This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Chris is now wondering about weird techniques to off yourself. Oh, the yeah. one you're telling Robert Damon Schneck, it's got to be a classic. That's why I said maybe an episode of Major Crimes, except at the end they find out that it was really a case of murder. Somebody had put that person in that position, so they die. This wouldn't have been easy to do because, of course, it, he would have been locked in from the inside. It would have been difficult for someone to murder him and then get out and, and lock the doors. But anyway, that's what happened to him. And in order for his wife to pay for the funeral, she sold the guillotine, which he actually left a message written on it for sale or rent. And they displayed it uh, around the Midwest for a couple of years. But eventually the uh, the carry carry or the monster, as some other people called it, vanished. Uh, The funeral director who did Moon's arrangements had it in his attic a few years later. It might still be somewhere. Uh, there was a woman who's writing a novel about the, the uh, suicide. She's been looking for its final resting place for years. I suspect that what happened was during one of the scrap metal drives for the first or second world war, that somebody decided, you know, here's, they had this big broad ax with iron soldered to it, or anyway, they were all, it was all put together. I suspect that it finally disappeared in one of those metal drives. Only silence follows that. Yes. <laughs> But if you are interested in unusual ways of committing suicide, I have that particular area of interest for me. In fact, I've been collecting them. I some have of these a, devices, I mean, you could almost expect to find one or two on Craigslist. Well, you know, one of the things that's so interesting about this is, according to the newspapers of the time, they were selling models of this device locally. But I don't know of any that still exist I don't even know if the story is true. You know, the newspapers would throw any little thing in to to make the story interesting. But supposedly there were models made of this device, and it was photographed, and the photograph was sold as a postcard. Didn't I read somewhere that uh, there's a a movement to bring back the guillotine as a method of capital punishment? Oh, that might be, but this was voluntary. Essentially, Moon was showing off. He wanted people to to see how clever he was in devising a way of committing suicide. He was probably inspired by a Frenchman who committed suicide earlier that year by building a guillotine in his room. Uh, But that that happened in England, and the the story appeared around the world. I just should tell you that if you look up that name on Craigslist, there are six listings. Now, I don't think these devices are necessarily suited to suicide. One is to actually cut bagels. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Gene. 
you're a funny guy. I don't care what they say about you, dude. You you are a funny guy. <laughs> but but people who are interested in oddities like that, I have a page on Facebook called Historian of the Strange, where I post a lot of oddities, and I, I post something every day, and it includes oddities about suicide and homicide, people that commit suicide with everything from dynamite to uh, driving a nail into their own head, uh, plus people that die in strange ways, including, I have a lot of clippings of children that killed by farm animals, especially pigs. <laughs> I think there's oh an God, app for that. You must be a huge fan of the Darwin Awards. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I don't really follow that, but it wasn't unusual. Oh, you should. It wasn't unusual for children to be killed by farm animals, especially no. pigs, because pigs get very excited. There's, you know, I want to ask you a question here. Sure. Why haven't you taken all this and gone to National Geographic or the History Channel and done some kind of reality show on how people off themselves? I mean, it's very, very bizarre. Well, it'd be difficult to get talent because, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, of course, it's just reenactments with special effects and green Well, that's screens. not a reality show then. You, you just said the R word, okay? Reality show means, you know, it's real. Well, it could be based on a real story with reenactments. Okay, that's, that's not a reality show. Well, you know, most reality shows are like that. They pretend well, to be real. at least it's real people doing real things to other real people. Just like, you know, manly men aboard a manly ship doing manly things to other manly men. It's real people doing real things in real life situations. <laughs> well, well may, maybe someday the History Channel will call me. I, I certainly, at this point, nothing would surprise me. We'll vouch for you. Great. Right. Imagine all the, the contraptions that have been devised that go horribly wrong, and the person sits there in, in absolute agony, bleeding out for God knows how long. Oh, yeah. there are, Actually, I have cases of that. <laughs> I bet um, you do. <laughs> yeah. Some of these things, they, they really make you wonder. For example, children killed by roosters. Now, you, for some reason, I have found... I have at least three or four clippings of children killed by roosters. And... All of the children killed by roosters are two years old. Not one, not three, but two. And the only thing I can think of is that when you're two years old, you are strong enough to annoy the rooster, but not strong enough to get away in time. Hey, those those spurs they got on their back, I've been attacked by a rooster, and, and they can put a hurt on you. Oh, They yeah. can slash you up pretty darn good. The, all of these children were killed by the rooster's spur penetrating their skull. Right. They can be really, and most roosters kind of have bad attitudes. It doesn't take much to tick them off. Yeah, well, uh, apparently children tick them off a lot. And, you know, kids, they might throw a rock or something, and they don't realize what's going to happen. But it's the pig stories that are really gruesome, yeah. because pigs are just scary. And, yeah. and if anyone's ever seen them when they're hungry and they start drooling and screaming, yeah, it, it can yeah. it can be very intimidating. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, what's the the, the movie Snatch where the, the gangster says, beware of anybody that has more than three pigs <laughs> because they can consume a body in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. I, there was one story I have of these two children. This happened in Kansas. Two children were playing and... The little girl just thought it would be fun to bury the little boy. And so they're, they're playing around, and she buries him up to his neck. And some pigs came along, scared away the little girl, and devoured the boy's face and killed him. Uh, I don't know if it's true, but I have the clipping. Yeah, and that's, that's really spooky karma. 
Yeah, that sounds like the beginning of a horror movie about some seri- defa- you know, deformed serial killer who's been horribly disfigured, pig face or something. <laughs> you have well, a, a very interesting but kind of diabolical mind there, dude. I'll tell you, I, have, I don't know if I'm going to be putting this in my next book, but I also have a collection of clippings of people who were beheaded by low-flying planes. You know wow. what? I think I'm going to stop it here because we're running out of time. <laughs> And also because I'm going to have lunch soon, I don't want to have to have a problem. But I did add this message, which I will to the show description. Do not attempt to consume a meal during the final segments. (laughs) Robert Damon Schneck, please tell our listeners where they can find more of whatever this is. Sure. Uh, I call it strange but true. You can uh, come to my Facebook page every day. I, I always post things at Historian of the Strange. The book, The Bye-Bye Man, is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, where good books are sold. Uh, so is Mrs. Wakeman versus the Antichrist. And you can get The Bye-Bye Man as a book on tape with Scott Brick doing the narration. And I, I narrate the, uh, the opening and the end. A good place to be. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. Look for two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook, and we'll never merge them because this is a power play. Look for the return of the official Paracast store now in beta if you want to find some great merchandise featuring our new logo with Chris on a diet and me being a rapper. Can you believe it? Go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. Also check out the Paracast Plus. We feature the After the Paracast podcast with all sorts of unexpected goodies and exclusive podcasts only available to Paracast Plus subscribers. Show transcripts, classic episodes, book excerpts, videos coming, and the commercial-free version of this show with better quality audio. All this and more for a modest monthly fee, and we offer special rates for five years and the rest of your life and my life. Combine. If I become a vampire, that will never end. Plus.theparacast.com. P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. Robert Damon Schneck. It's been fun, but don't have dinner with this episode. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on The Paracast. My pleasure. The Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>